When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 311 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, hopefully this works. Oh, folks, I'm telling you. Shenanigans going on here this last week. Oh, up is down, down is up. Cats and dogs playing with each other. I don't know what's going on. The world is topsy-turvy. No, I actually recorded this yesterday, and everything seemed fine, and I go to upload it, and it wouldn't work, so I go back and play. It says audio file corrupt, and I had the wife down here looking at it, and I don't know, and... So I was like, okay, fuck it, I'll just redo it, and here we are. Hopefully this works. Um, I'm really happy I didn't have, I wasn't interviewing anybody though, because that's, there. there's an awkward phone call. Hey man, yeah, you know that hour and a half episode we did? Yeah, it didn't work. Can you do it again? Um, but, I haven't talked to you guys for a while. What's happening? What's going on? Yeah, I apologize for not having a Wednesday episode. Um, I took ill, as they say. Uh, my Ripken, my Cal Ripken-like streak at work came to an end. Uh, missed a couple days of work. Had a chest congestion, chest cold. Uh, yeah, coughing my, uh, you know, coughing my guts out. Um, so when I was sitting at home, it's like I probably, I actually, tr- what day was it? I tried to record something, but it's like if I went, and like talk for any length of time. I started like having coughing fits. I mean, I know I can edit that out and everything else. Although you guys know how much of a big editor I am. Um, it just became just annoying. So, um, yeah. So I decided, you know what? I'll just kind of I'll bow out and uh, I'll, t- I'll I'll go on the uh, on on the five day DL or ten day DL or whatever it was, and um, I'll, I'll bounce back here. But. Uh, you know, I, I will have, I've kind of got my, the, the, uh, it might have been all the pausing yesterday. Um, I will try to mute the coughs and, um, as best I can. And, uh, yeah, well, like I said, hopefully i you know, it, it looks like it's working right now. So who knows? I stopped it and played it back and it seems to be working, but I did that yesterday and it was doing the same. So I don't know what's going on, but yeah, I, I kind of, well, I kind of think I know what's happening, but I, I think I got her here. So, um, 
So I wanted to put something out there in the ether, uh, you know, just to, you know, maybe just hear the sound of my own voice again, um, as nasally and everything as it is right now. I apologize. It's not the, uh, it's not the usual, uh, smooth and sexy from going from left to right on your radio dial, but, uh, you know, we're going to, it's kind of sounds a little, little nasally, a little Fran Drescher. Uh, we'll see for that little dated reference for you older folks. Um, nanny. But, um, to be completely honest, I really didn't have, oh, here we go. Oh, see, there we go. I was quick on the button. There we go. Tony will be happy. Um, yeah, you'll hear my voice go like that a little bit when I'm trying to hold it in. Yeah. So that you might hear a few, I apologize if you hear a little bit of that, uh, for this episode, but I wanted to get something out, you know, for you cats, uh, well, it's going to be coming out a little late on Sunday here, but. Uh, you know, on the Monday, on the Monday commute, everybody, uh, everybody hates going back to work on Monday anyway. So let's add my voice to the, uh, to the hatred and, uh, you know, we'll really, we'll really ice the cake here on, on Monday morning commutes. Add the fourth line voice. Oh yes. It's like that sugar in your coffee, isn't it? But, uh, I, uh, yeah, I just basically wanted to get something out. So I really don't, uh, have a lot planned. Uh, I know Scott loves when I say, I'm not going to talk long today. And then what do we end up doing? Yeah, we're all here for an hour and a half rolling our eyes. But uh, uh, like I said, I did have a lot planned. Um, I was going to, with my, with my, I was going to do basically, well, my week on the internet because I had a few run-ins, um, kind of. Uh, and then I was kind of going to do just a, just kind of a Q&A. Um, you know, kind of the rapid fire questions, although they really, you know, the gimmick kind of gets lost on me because obviously I know what the questions are. Um, but over the years, I have, um, not that I've always, yeah, I've, I'm just sitting here on, on a hill of cards and letters, people dying to know my, uh, my thoughts on things. Um, but over the years, I have had now like, uh, emails and, D- and direct DMs and, uh, just even asked on uh, message boards or on my Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Um, and way back when, uh, I can't remember who gave me the idea. It might have been William from the Biscuit, actually. Um, he said, well, you should write them down. That way, if you ever get stuck for an episode, you can kind of do a Q&A. And then you don't have to think too hard on the, Q, on the, on the Qs, you know, So because uh, you'd already have them. I'm like, yeah, shit, that's a good idea. So I started doing that. And, uh, yeah, right, right here in, the, in my book. And I wrote down, oh, I don't know, I've got probably 100 plus questions written down there. Um, and I will just kind of go through the book and I'm not, I'm not going to answer every one of them. But I mean, we'll pick out three or four and uh, I'll rant on them. Um, of course, I already picked out some yesterday when the episode didn't work. So I will, I'll try to pick, although one of them, I think I liked my answer. So I'll try to pick different questions, but, uh, you know, so I can get a kind of a fresh thought on things. Uh, maybe I'll hit myself with a few rapid fire, the kind of some rapid fire questions. Um, because I did actually get a text. We're going back and forth. I will say that rapid fire, uh, segment has been really actually quite popular. I've gotten some really good feedback on that. People seem to really enjoy it. So I'm going to definitely continue to do that, uh, with different folks. I think, um, of course when I had Jay on, like I kind of did like a minor league kind of one with him and other ones I kind of, you know, did some NHL stuff with some of the NHL heavy guys. Um, I think as the, 
I'm going to kind of talk to whoever I'm going to get on kind of like the day before. Like, uh, you know, kind of what's your deal? What are you into? Because uh, you got junior guys or minor league guys or whatever. And I'll try to tailor the questions sort of, you know, um, to that sort of theme. So, you know, so each one's kind of unique to itself. I mean, obviously there's going to be some evergreen questions in there. I mean, it's hard to, I'm going to hit you with questions you don't know. And then I'm, you know, I'm asking him questions from three episodes ago that they listened to. So, I mean, obviously there's going to be some overlap in there because, you know, but I will definitely try to um, mix the questions up or have different questions um, as they come to me or as uh, suggested to me or what have you. So, but I, <laughs> no, here we go. So, um, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing here. Yeah, so today, like I said, today's show isn't going to be, uh, you know, I'm not going to, uh, you know, uh, give a, a five-page thesis on a topic or anything like that. Um, just going to do a kind of a, you know, the, the week on the internet, uh, some Q&A, and we'll get out of here. Um, but before I do all that, uh, of course, I have to uh, I have to talk about uh, a few things on the network. Oh, the, the people I associate with these days. Oh, boy. Stand back. You don't get any on you, that's for sure. Um, Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast. Uh, of course, he has merch out now. Oh, imagine if you go. I can imagine the neighborhoods you're going to have to go in in this country to see that merchandise. Oh man, you know, I, I was going to say like I might I might get a hat. And then when I looked at it, it's like I don't know. Do you get a free bowl of soup with that hat? Like I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what's happening there. I'll probably pick up some merch. I don't know. I mean, parts of my job, I do have to work in the hood. So, I mean, you know, the more I can blend in, probably the more easier work will be. So, you know, and if you have one of those shirts that you don't care what you get on it, I think Alex Merch is the merch for you. No, Alex, the Hit Club Hockey has uh, signed him up for merch. That's cool. And uh, I always like Alex's logo, the the kind of, the, I always just call it the Blades of Steel logo um, kind of g- gimmick there, uh, the 8-bit thing or is it 16 bit? I don't know what bit. You know what I'm talking about. The Minecraft looking thing. There, there we go. Well, for the new age folks. Um, so I'm really happy for him to get the merch out. Um, actually, I think I believe he's interviewing the owner of that of the uh, of that business. Uh, actually, tomorrow I think it's coming out Monday. Um, Alex, last episode he had Nico Blatchman on uh, just to kind of review Nico's season this past season and uh, old school throwback East Coast League guy. Check it out. You'll dig it. Um, yeah, so I know Alec wanted to get the episode out earlier, but, um, he had some, uh, there's been some work issues. That guy needs a new job. Does anybody, here, let's, we should get Alec on, uh, I don't know what, where do you go to put resumes these days? I don't know. I was going to say monsters.ca. I bet you that's not even a thing anymore. Uh, it's been a long time since I had to, fortunately, it's been a long time since I've had to apply for a job, so. Although I think if they found out about my podcast, I might have to be, um, I might need to be updating my resume. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, that and uh, the AC went out at, at his place. Yeah, at, at his palatial estate there in the backwoods of North Kakalaki. Yeah, I was like, well, I don't know, put batteries in the fan. Is that what you mean? No, apparently he actually has AC, you know, and it's not Anthony Carter. Um, yeah, so, but I, I you know... I, I will say in in complete fairness to Alec, um, I can remember back when we had the condo. Um, we just yeah we had like the wall unit air conditioner. 
that, you know, kept the three feet around it really cold, but the rest of the condo, not so much. Um, so of course, before you left, and then we went and got a portable air conditioning unit, like the one that you, we actually ran the hose through the fire, to fire, uh, fireplace. And, uh, it actually worked really good. And, uh, but you had to have all the windows shut, the blinds drawn when you left for work in the morning. And yeah, I mean, you'd come home, it was cool, but man, but we didn't get that like until, I don't know, we lived there for a few years. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, there was some hot, hot, uh, hot, some, some hot nights, uh, and not in a good way in, uh, in the old condo. And, uh, fortunately when we bought the house now, uh, you know, we're spoiled. We got central air, um, and like, I'm serious. I'm like, I'm a giant pussy now. Like, I don't know how I could, I couldn't live without a, without central air anymore. Oh, I get home from work after the hot day shower, then come downstairs. It's like a meat locker down here. And, uh, I mean, upstairs is okay too, but downstairs is like extra cold. You know, I mean, there you swear you can see your breath sometimes, but it's like, yeah, it's, uh, like I'm sitting down here right now, just kind of, as I'm saying it, just feeling the cold air around me, uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm spoiled. As I say, I come down and sit in the lazy boy, put on the YouTube on the big screen, and uh, yeah, I wonder what the poor people are doing. But uh, <laughs> uh, I always laugh. I, I had a friend of mine that did that one time. We were, uh, yeah, we he, we ended up we we're at this hotel, but we ended up in the top floor. I, I can't remember what we were doing. We were looking for something, and we ended up going into the the kind of the big penthouse or whatever. We had beers. We were all feeling no pain. And yeah, put, put his feet up on this big, on this big oak desk in the, in the penthouse and looked at us and just said, I wonder what the poor boys, I wonder what the poor people are doing to this uh, right now. So yeah, it always cracked me up that line. But uh, yeah, it, um, yeah, to be out without air conditioning right now in, in this heat in the summer there. Uh, yeah. Little, uh, little uncomfortable for sure. So uh where is all this going? This air conditioning talk. Oh, I don't know if it's the NyQuil folks. I don't know. I'm babbling now. Um, well, like, while well, Al did point out that I, I tend to ramble and, uh, and repeat myself and I swear a lot. And I said, well, it's, it's emphasizing the point using vulgarity, Al. That was what I, that's the point of this show. And, uh, that's what I say. I'm emphasizing my point using vulgarity. Um, this is the show for you. So yes, Five for Fighting podcast. And of course, then you got uh, Joel, Joel Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles. Um, he is actually, uh, this is Joe's, Joe's leaving the nest. He's actually going to interview somebody that was not affiliated with the Islanders. Oh, Joe, Joe's lost the training wheels. Here we go. We're stepping into uncharted territories. We'll see how this goes. I don't know. Joe, Joe might make him wear an Islander hat while he's talking to him or something. Who knows? But, um, uh, now I feel completely unprepared. Uh, I had his name. I had the guy's name in my head. No disrespect, but it's like completely lost. Um, it is an actor from Shorzy, the show Shorzy. It's like one of the kids that's like one of the high school kids that Shorzy refs and like they beak back and forth all the time. Um, anyway, Joe, Joe's, hold on here. That's kind of rude. Hold on. Yes, I want to say his guest's name is Burke Casabon. I, I apologize for the uh, for if I'm butchering your name, but yes, he is an actor on Shorzy. Um, I'm not sure what his hockey background. He looks fairly young, really young, so um, I'm not really sure what his hockey background is. But uh, I'm sure, obviously, we'll get the behind the scenes 
uh, Shorzy Tail. Uh, of course, I'm sure this was probably hooked up through through uh, Joe's friendship with with another member of the Hockey Podcast Network, Terry Ryan, uh, who of course is uh, Ted Hitchcock on uh, on Shorzy. And uh, yeah, I'm look I'm looking forward to that. This uh, you know we're, we're gonna get the uh, we're gonna get the behind the scenes. Joe's Joe's gone Hollywood. TMZ Joe here. Yeah, he's gonna be Perez Hilton. He's gonna be battling with uh, for, for to get the inside scoops of Hollywood. So we'll we'll see how this goes. But I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, Joe, I will say I was looking at Joe's uh, Twitter thing here, and uh, one, two, three, four. I don't. Know, he must have the Islanders all-time top ten. Uh, somebody drew for him. It's a cartoon form. Tremendous. I'm loving this picture. I'm completely stealing this, whatever this is. That's hilarious. He's even got Baumgartner in the little, uh, in the little, uh, Jofa helmet. Uh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. People have no, it's an audio podcast. You have no idea what I'm talking about right now, but go to the Coliseum Chronicles Twitter, Twitter feed and you'll see it on his, on his, uh, on his profile. Um, oh yes, here we go. Okay, let's, uh, and then, um, well, I don't want to leave him out. I don't certainly don't mean to leave Jordan out at five in a game. Um, he is out in the patch right now. He will be back here in the fall to resume his podcasting. Uh, so looking forward to that. Um, he has actually started a hockey fight art. I tell you, Jordan's a hell of a, a Photoshopper. He's, um, I'm loving the graphics he's been, he's been setting up. Jordan, I need to get a hold of you. There's a few projects I'd like to, uh, I've got some pictures for you. Uh, if you could, uh, you know, uh, work your magic with them, I, I would like to make some eight by tens for a, a, for your few characters uh, to get signed. And uh, I'd like to. I have a I have a bunch of stuff from the old Ice Wars when Morasti signed some stuff for me, and uh, Amesbury and Swanson and all those guys. Um, and I, I have a few other giveaway as I've cleaned up and when we were moving, I found a whole bunch of old autograph pictures. Um, I want I would like to do some giveaways, um, maybe throughout the year in the fall, but probably more towards Christmas and, uh, you know, maybe we can do kind of, um, you know, we'll do maybe different kind of group one, group two, group three kind of, uh, of things and maybe could sell, I don't know, raffle tickets or something. I don't, I, I'm just spitballing as I'm sitting here, but I don't know, buy a square for five bucks or something and you know, we'll, we'll put the money to, to charity or what have you. Um, yeah, something like that. I don't know. I think that might be cool. Cause I have some pretty cool autograph stuff here. So, um, you know, but we'll look into that in the future, but <laughs> we'll see how it goes. See, I've been pretty, I've been pretty quick on the edit button here. So, uh, with between my coughing fits, um, well, like I said, uh, what are we about 17 minutes in? Um, yeah, I won't, uh, harp on this too much. Um, uh, you know, I know the Sunday episodes, there's been a lot of folks that really enjoy my, uh, my, my week on the internet. Uh, um, you know, so as I was sitting here kind of between sleeping and stuff, I, like I said, I kind of slept most of the day away while I was sick. I did sort of get up and I would kind of hang out on social media, of course, and scroll and uh, probably go a little more deep, a little more deeper. That's, you know, yeah, we're doing some good English here. Um, 
I would probably look at more comment sections than I would normally do. Um, and of course, this past week was the anniversary of, of course, the famous uh, Quebec-Philadelphia Eric Lindros trade. And uh, of course, everybody's putting up what Philadelphia got and all the guys in Quebec all got. And, uh, you know, and then, oh, that was the stupidest trade ever, blah, blah, you know, and everybody else, yeah, you know, because, you know, hindsight, everyone's a fucking, you know, the, the GM of the century with hindsight. Um, you know, looking at the trade, you know, looking at it now, you could you could have probably went Lindros or Forsberg straight up. Um, I mean, Quebec definitely got a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, people make, oh, Hexall and Duchesne, and, but, you know, well, I mean, three quarters of that trade didn't really do anything for Quebec. The two guys that, oh, I should say, Ricci was a pretty good third-line grinder guy. Um, but you had Forsberg, who obviously, Hall of Fame career, and then the other one was Chris Simon that helped them out, obviously. Um, so, oh, that's why they won the cup. No, you won the cup because you bought, you got Patrick Waugh. And it's like, well, yeah, but that was all. And I was like, well, that's because they moved him for that and then moved this. And it's like they do the fucking six degrees of separation thing. Yeah, okay, but you didn't need to do that trade to get why. You would have, they would have figured it out somehow. I mean, you know, I get what you're doing. But at that time when there was no salary cap or no nothing, Colorado was just buying guys at the, at the deadline. Same with Detroit all those years. Um, you know, so you had the high-end teams and, you know. Um, so, um, now it's interesting. Now the comment becomes like, you know, if they never make the trade, Lindros stays in Quebec or, you know, whatever, and away they go. Um, I mean, they're still moving because the Quebec GM was, or the Quebec owner was a goof. So they were going to Colorado. I always laugh that everybody kind of shits on Lindros and always pre he did this and that. Lindros was right. He always said he didn't, it wasn't, oh, I didn't want to go to Quebec because the French people are all this shit. He didn't want to go because he didn't like the owner. He, he's like, the owner, he didn't like him. He was slimy. He thought he was slimy and he was a goof. Well, he was right. Because what is a few years later, they're moving to Colorado. You know. And Lindros has said he would have loved Colorado. So, but it was just like he did. And it was a new owner, blah, blah, blah. But he just didn't like the ownership group. And, uh, you know. But, so, now let's just think of a world where they don't make that trade and he does it. And they go to Colorado. Does, do the Avalanche win with Lindros? Well, again, if they don't make the trade for Wah, no. But if they make the trade for Wah, yeah, probably. I mean, um, you know, could you, because Wah, because I mean, I mean, you could have either whatever camp you're in, but I mean, at the end of the day, Forsberg or Lindros, ah, it's kind of a saw-off. Are we really, you know, they're both in the Hall of Fame. They're both great players. They're both injury-prone players. Um, they both play different, but... At the same time, they're both Hall of Fame talents, so it's like I, I don't, I don't think a weakness either way. And uh, Ricci obviously did help with the depth and uh, and Simon as well. But um, you know, are they are are Chris Simon and Mike Ricci winning you Stanley Cups? Eh, they, they, I mean, it's it's a team game, obviously, and it's all part of the parcel. But um, you know, you it's. It, it's one of those things, right? Who knows? You you fill in parts as you go. Maybe they would have got better players because they would have got someone else at the deadline, and you know, to to fill a Ricci type spot or a Simon type spot. So it's always hard to say. But Wah is obviously the linchpin of the whole thing. Um, so if everything goes like that, and uh, and they get Wah too, yeah, I'm thinking they win just like they they did. So 
I don't know. Like, because everybody thought, oh, that's the trade that won the Avalanche the Cup. Well, I don't know. Is it? Because, I mean, I, I think they would have been as successful with Lindros. Um, you know, it, I, to me, the, the wah thing is the whole thing. So, But regardless, I'm here, that's my rambling on the subject. But um, I was just laughing at, 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 more or less, at the responses from some of these guys. And it was just like a couple of these pinheads. Um, so there, it was in the thread talking about it. And these guys are talking about Lindros. The guy grew up to be nothing. All hype at the time. Like, but I'm, and I'm looking at this guy and this guy looks like he's in his mid twenties. So he was just a child when Lindros is playing. This, uh, <coughs> this other guy, old Mark here, him and I kind of went back and forth a little bit, but he's like, he was an average player at best. His best season was with the Rangers where he actually played a full year. All the others were shortened due to injuries. Well, and strikes. Okay. Anyway, so I replied, average players, question mark. I, I, I said, average players don't make the Hall of Fame. Oh, then he replies, he proves goons can get in as well. Uh-oh, Lindros is a goon now. And again, I look, and this putz looks like he's in about his mid to late 20s. And I'm like, just, <laughs> like what? Okay, average player at best. The guy makes the whole, like, that's what I always say with these people with Lindros. Oh, he never lived up to the hype. God damn, he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, what are we doing? Like, okay, because he didn't go on to score 600 goals like he was supposed to. Well, all right, I get it. But, I mean, let's not completely shit on the guy's entire career. He's 19th all-time in points per game. Um, the guy was revolutionary. To this day, there's never been a player like him. And before everyone, oh, Connor McDavid, I'm coffee. You know, you know, hold on. There has never been anybody that was six foot five, like 250, could literally take over a game physically. If you didn't like it, he could fight you and fight the toughest guys because he fought McSorley, he fought Chris Simon. Go look up the Lindros Chris Simon preseason fight. Tremendous. That shows you what kind of fighter Lindros was, too, because he was down and out in that fight and instead of coming back, he comes back hard on Simon. Um, but, and then he had soft hands, could fly, like, I guess the closest you could, eh, kind of, as much as it, it pains me to say it, is Ovechkin, but Ovechkin's about 6'3", big guy, this physical, I'll give, hey, I'll give him credit, he's a physical guy, dirty as shit, but he's physical, but he won't fight, um, and he can score, so I mean, you know, without the fighting part, I'm not saying Lindros had the scoring ability of Ovechkin, but... But I'm just trying to, because he's not like Crosby, because Crosby's not a physical guy. He's not McDavid, because they're not physical. It's like Lindros could do all that stuff, but just not as good as other, like, he wasn't an Ovechkin goal scorer. He didn't have the speed of McDavid. He didn't, you know, whatever. But you put it all together at that size. Of, of, that's the other thing, is just how big he was. And, um, yeah, there hasn't been anybody like him. Uh, it was interesting. I was watching an interview with Barnaby, and Barnaby said the same thing. He's like a video game creative player. And it's like, he said, when they molded a hockey they, they let's make the ultimate hockey player like Bar this is Matt Barnaby saying this and he's like it was Eric Lindros and it still is to this day and uh a healthy Lindros when he first got to Philly was just dominant in every aspect of the game and I mean you can hate him all you want he's a spoiled baby and I'm a I'm a Pens fan I don't give a shit what fan you are look at the guy look at the fucking guy yeah I don't like I said uh, and a lot of these comments I never liked Lindros I was a Pens fan yeah, oh, well, who cares? Like, aren't you a grown adult? Uh, cl clearly incapable of making, like, a, you know, 
a, a, a normal rash decision. You know, if he's not you're on your favoriteest team, like uh, okay, you're. A, it's like dealing with children on a playground. It's like oh my god, like what are you eight years old? I can't like him. I'm a Blackhawk fan. Oh, okay. You know, it's just stupidity. But it's, you know, at the end of the day, he was unbelievable. And you don't have to like him. I I get it, whatever. Um, But he was. So, but I always laugh at it. Never matched the hype. Guy's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. I like, again, whatever. But I'm laughing at these guys that are saying this. You were the one guy. You weren't even born when all this was going on, so he never matched the. How the fuck would you know what the hype is? I mean, you watch some YouTube videos and read, you know, but you weren't in the moment, so it's like you don't even know. Um, you know, I, I think Lindros had a fine career. I mean, you know, unfortunately, injuries, and everything else, it's kind of the what if. But at the same time, I mean, there was a lot left on the table. I'm sure. But, of course, then the other thing was, well, yeah, he never won anything. Well, again, it's a team game. So, you know, it's, uh, it wasn't for lack of trying. I mean, he did make the Philadelphia player. He made everyone around him better. Like, who was John LeClaire and Michael Renberg before Lindros showed up? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, I mean, he can't play net, too. I mean, who name the Flyers goalie during the Lindros era. Yeah, exactly. You know, so... He tried, tried. He dragged them there kicking and screaming. You know, um, it was just a real tough era for hockey. And it was, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's no... I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, championships make career... You know, I mean, I get, I, I get it. That's the point of playing and everything. Uh, but when you're playing in a team game, there's only so much you can do. And, um, you know... Uh, you know, I, I mean, so, I mean, you look at a Maroon or something, it's like, oh, he has three cups. Well, okay, so, you know, so Pat Maroon was the playoff performer that Eric Lindros wasn't? Like, okay. You know, you know what I mean? It's just like, but people kind of try to make this thing, and it's like, again, I'm not knocking Pat Maroon. He, he did have his, he did contribute, obviously, to the cup wins um, in his way. Um, you know, and again, it's a team effort to win a cup, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, to fault any player... I know in other sports, like, oh, Dan Marino. It's like, well, he can't be in the greatest conversation because he never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Again, he tried. Uh, I, I don't think that the Dolphins franchise would have been half as good as they were without Marino there. But, okay. You know, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, eh, you know. Now, yeah, I mean, when you're talking like golf or tennis or something or boxing, well, then, yeah, obviously. But uh, that has to be in the discussion. But, uh, yeah, a team sport, nah. But, I mean, if you could put it all in the Hall of Fame career and then a whole bunch of cups, you know, whatever. Yeah, that obviously, not, now we're, we're cooking with gas, right? So, um, but anyway, that, that was sort of the, the conversation about Lindros from a few folks that, uh, oh, he was average at best. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the other one I wanted to bring up, um, the other, the other one I would have talked about is just a real, it's more just a statement on the, on things in general. And I, again, I, I know i where's the horse? I'm going to beat it again. Um, I think it's dead. Um, it's just this general, uh, with these groups or on social media and everything. It's just these guys that they, they love to just throw out, uh, 
they just make these just these grandiose statements and they just say it with such you know authority and, and, and with such certainty and it's like okay so then but then when you call them on it or not even call them on it you just question like okay how did you come up with this yeah okay sure bud whatever you say oh, all right that's you know but you didn't answer the question that's my opinion i can have i'm right to have an opinion i got money i can have an opinion too blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay Sure, you can have an opinion. Once again, opinion being the lowest form of human knowledge, because you can form an opinion with no knowledge. You can just say shit, and then just say, that's my opinion, I have a right to it. Okay, well, you have your right to opinion. I respect your right to your opinion. I don't respect your opinion, uh, but okay. But I'm simply asking a question. If you're going to come on a, a if you're going to come on a message board where there's interaction, that's the whole point. It's a discussion message board, and make a statement. Well, don't get your fucking panties in a knot when someone asks you to, or questions your statement, or asks you to back up your, you know, you come up with these bold, oh, he did this, when did he do that? I'm just saying, bro, okay, well, you can just, I'm just saying all you want, but when did this, when did any of this happen that you're talking about? And then you never hear from them again. Yeah, they're the big mouth at the end of the bar, or the goof over Tim Hortons sitting in the corner, yelling about the government doing something or whatever, it's, it's that guy. Well, so, but now he's got social media and he's got a platform and he's got his, it, it, like I said, it, social, it's the megaphone for stupidity. And, and again, this is, I've always said, it's not that people, I say something or they post something and I disagree, so I'm going to go after them. Um, we can, I can have an intelligent discussion with people, um, and not agree with what they say. That's fine. I mean, I've gone back and forth with Steve and with Chris and, and all these guys and, we can have a discussion back and forth about, well, I don't see it that way or I disagree or whatever. Um, and life goes, I mean, that's the point of being an adult and having a civil discussion. You hear both sides and whatever. Some of these guys just can't. They just, as soon as you ask them a question, it's, yeah, okay, whatever, bro. Well, all right. Perfect example here. Um, somebody put up the clip. It's from the 1991 uh, Rangers Philadelphia and it's in warm-ups and Hextall and Domi are like kind of going at it at center ice yapping back and forth in warm-ups and they're shooting pucks at each other and um, and Baruby comes in and whatever there's some words and stuff anyway a bunch of the people are kind of oh I've never seen that before that was cool blah 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 oh, Domi and that'd be great blah well old PJ here discuss, uh, chimes in well before Ga- this all happened before Gary removed the NHL's testicles was his his post. Alright. See, and this one always... The, the Bettman thing always makes me laugh because, of course, for anybody listening that, that took the time to listen to when I had Chris and John on and we did the... Um, we did the... Uh, the Myths episode. Uh, this was one of the topics that we talked about was, was the Bettman thing. Who's texting me here? Interrupting my train of thought. So I always sort of laugh, and I mean, I and it's it goes on and on forever and ever. These people that complain about Batman and all that, and I laugh because, of course, when you go to kind of call them on, oh, you're a Gary fan, eh? Oh, no, I'm not. Like, oh, one guy, oh, any hockey fan knows that Bet like hates despises Batman. I do, uh, but what you're talking about, he didn't have anything to do with. Um, so anyway, this guy, oh, this is what Gary removed the NHL's testicle. So I replied. What rules did Gary put in that did that? Question mark. Of course, his reply, if you don't know, stick to golf. Oh, uh, okay. There you go. Good one. 
Um, well, that that was three days ago. Of course, I replied, no, educate me if I'm so clueless. You made the statement Gary neutered the NHL. I'm asking how. Ah, oh, yeah, haven't heard from him since. I noticed you popped up in this uh, in the comment section again, though. Uh, well, after Dante said you're going to be on the... Well, Dante knew ahead of time, here you go, that you were going to make my week on the internet segment. Um, yeah, it, um, yeah, I noticed you replied to that, though, but you didn't reply to me. Um, I, again, it's, it's this idea that, um, people act like Gary Bettman is like the ruler and king of the NHL and what he says goes and everything, all the rules and everything. He's not even on the rules committee. He didn't make the rules. It's Colin Campbell and the rules committee and there's X player. They got to vote on shit. Like Gary Bettman's a mouthpiece for the, for the owners. Like, that's what he is. He's like the ribbon cutter and the guy that goes and talks about the NHL. You guys sit there and talk like, oh, he, okay, well, we got to get fighting out of the game, so we're going to do this. Yeah, Gary Bettman was the one that put all the fight limits in the, in the, in the junior hockey in North America and, you know, and all this bullshit. Now who's calling me? Oh, yeah, phone calls and texts, everything's happening here. No, so Bettman wasn't the one that put the rules in, in North America. Um, you know, and you're starting to, the, the, the fighting crusade has been going on for about a decade now, uh, with the rules that are being put in, uh, with fight limits and everything else. They're really hitting home now with Quebec completely going away from that. Junior A going to full cages. Um, I mean, that, that's not Bettman coming up with those rules. Um, you can thank Hockey Canada for that. Um, and David Branch. The Western Hockey League is the only junior league without a fight rule, without a fight limit. Um, yeah, I mean, Quebec is down to, like, if you fight, you're kicked out and suspended. Uh, OHL is three fights before you start getting suspended. Junior A, I believe, is three, uh, depending on each province. <coughs> but they're all game misconducts now if you fight. Um, the Western League is the only one. and uh, And even with that... I mean, it's not like, oh, we're seeing guys putting up 30 tilts a year now. Um, I think one guy did have 12 this year in the Western League. I believe that's who led it. it. I don't know who it is. I'm just off the top of my head. But it was 12, I think. But it's certainly nothing like it used to be. And um, so, but this has been going on for, I laugh because people put up this Quebec thing. Oh, that they're, they're getting rid of fighting. Well, they got rid of fighting like five years ago. Welcome to the party. I mean, where have you guys been? It, it's, I don't know, I guess it's coming around on the news cycle again, but people are acting like this is new shit. Um, no, they put the fight rules in for a bunch of years now, and now you're starting to see the results, because these are the players that are now have gone on to play pro, and if, like I always say with these guys, if you grew up playing in junior hockey with no fighting, or very limited fighting, you're not all of a sudden going to turn pro and put up 20 tilts in a year. Like, I always the the saying I always use is like you can't put stripe paint stripes on a house cat and call it a tiger. It's like these guys all are all of a sudden going to turn into Tony Twist because oh I finally I got the I got the shot the chains off and now I can tilt like I always wanted to. No, you know um, I, they'll always be fighting of some sort because guys just get mad and whatever. Um, but again, to go back to the Gary Bettman thing. I, I'm not a bet. I'm, again, I'm not trying to. I'm a Batman guy. I can't stand the little weasel. But at the same time, I'm not going to blame him for shit that he didn't do. What fight rule has Batman put in? 
In fact, if you go listen to the art, the his interview, he's pro fight. He's talked about how it's needed. So again, these guys that love to, I, he he killed hockey. No, he didn't. He didn't. Um, you know, in terms of the on ice play, no. Again, what fight rule has ever as they put it? They didn't need to. I always say, chop a tree down from the bottom. If you get rid of like. Branch and Hockey Canada did it. If Bettman wanted to do that, that was the grand plan. Well, he could sit back and, like I said, he could he could be Teflon in all this because he'd be like, "Well, these goofs at Hockey Canada will just do it for us." So don't worry, guys. It'll take a few years to get here, but you watch. It'll 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 come to roost here in, in shortly. And sure enough, here we are. You're seeing the the players that now play are a product of a fight limit hockey. And of course, as more and more kids play now, college is a much more, um, uh, I, I guess, there's, I, I would, I, I, again, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I, I've just seen it from talking with people that are, that are involved in hockey. Pardon me, folks. Again, I'm trying to hold back the cough on you here. Um, that are involved in hockey, um, there's a lot more of a push to go the college route. So again, there's there's never been fighting in college hockey. So you're going to see player a lot more players coming out of the NCAA. Um, and again, from the NCAA, obviously you had to play junior A hockey, but there's no fighting in junior A anymore. And they're going to full cages this year. Um, so yeah, it's it's just getting weeded out itself. Now again, I'm sure you'll still see fights now and again from guys, but you know. Um, yeah, no, the days are over. I mean, you'll get guys that maybe get five or six fights a year. If some people are happy seeing that, that's fine. I mean, I don't watch it. I when it comes down to all of it, I don't give a fuck. I don't watch anymore. So I really, if they, I always say it sounds funny, but if they ban fighting tomorrow in the NH, I wouldn't give a shit. I'm not watching anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. But I, I'm always just happy. I'm old enough. I saw the good shit. I saw the good stuff. I, I, I lived through an amazing era of hockey. And saw all the fights that you guys that you we all now watch on big long uh, we watch longfully on YouTube, uh, you know. So I got to see all that shit. So I'm happy about that. But uh, yeah, anyway, to go back to this, you know, it, it's just the the age old, yeah, okay, bro, whatever. Well, yeah, again, you, like I said, you and Rob's been Rob's been doing an amazing job on the boards lately, putting up all the fight cards and the and the videos and everything else. I don't know where he has the patience for it, but um, I need to get him on the show here too. We've talked about it. I'm definitely going to get him on. Um, yeah, you know. So, uh, but he, him, and Chris, and and you know, it's just um, yeah. Now to get if I if I'm going through it and stuff, and it's like, and then some people say, oh, like, you know, you, you could be kind of a dick online and stuff. Well, I'm not name-calling these people. Why am I a dick? Because if you post some nonsense and I call you out on it, or I ask you to, you know, come up, well, why are you saying that? That makes me an asshole? No, I'm holding you accountable for what you posted. You're, if you're going to post something, that's fine. You have every right to post something. Just like I have every right to question it. It's on a message board. So, I'm asking you, how did you come to that conclusion? And your, yeah, okay, bro, whatever, is not a good enough answer. Uh, or if that's the answer you're going with, that really shows you the extent of the knowledge or lack thereof of what you, that you have. And like the one guy, old Jean there, or Jean or whatever, uh, anytime someone puts a Probert fight clip up, oh, he's in there whining, I'm the fair. You know, again, Jersey coming off, him and Ray, that's all they do. Every 
post, every video that comes up with Ray or Probert, he's in there crying. So I asked him one time, I said, well, what's unfair about it? And they, his only reply is, oh, I think you know. No, but I want to know how you're arriving at this conclusion. I know what you're saying. You're whining because his jersey came off. That's why you're crying unfair. But how are you, again, you're using it, I would say you're using it like the other guy can't take his off. You know, I always laugh because, of course, I was on these best supporters when this shit was happening in, like, real time. No one cried about Prober's jersey coming off back then. Well, because every, like, so many guys had jersey gimmicks. It wasn't just jersey coming off. It was lots of stuff. And no one really cried about it back then. If they did, I don't remember. But now there's just this subsection in these fight groups that just have to cry about it constantly. I don't even think Probert would have been any good without his jersey coming off. Well, he still had a friggin' undershirt on that you could grab. It wasn't like he didn't have anything to hold on to. Not like Ray. But it was like, and then when the jersey thing came on, Ray got better when they had to keep it on. So... I mean, whatever. Again, it wasn't a surprise to anybody fighting these guys that this was their strategy. So they, the guy fighting him could have done it too. You're using the wording like the other people weren't allowed to do this. That's what I always say. So, But I'm asking why you're coming to this conclusion. Again, never heard a response from him. So, yeah, it's these guys that just love to throw out this. They're, just, they're, they're the loud rocks at the end of the bar. They just have a whole bunch of shit to say but have nothing to... You know, okay, well, why are you saying that? Oh, yeah, okay, bro, whatever you say. Oh, all right, I guess. Yeah, okay, Karen, you know, triggered much? Oh, okay, what other buzzword you're going to use that you've heard? You know, like, okay. Well, I'm not triggered at all. I'm like, I always laugh at these guys that love to use that one. Trig- well, first, is that your goal? You're an adult troll? Is that what you're doing? You like to come in the fight groups and just like, I'm going to say this and get people mad. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's a real... You're mature. Okay. So then, and then, oh, triggered much. I'm like, I always laugh that you you think you're so important that you would trigger someone. I don't care about you or your opinion. You're a goof. I'm just simply, as we're sitting here, I'm asking you how you came up with that opinion. Uh, Am I triggered? Am I losing sleep over it? Like, no. Or that you told me, oh, like PJ told me to go play golf. Oh, yeah, I, I laid awake at night thinking about that response. Like, it just triggered me. No. To be triggered by... The only person that could trigger me is someone whose opinion I value. That's who who could trigger me with their... I'm like, I can't believe you're saying this right now. Yeah. Like a family, my wife, my brother, friend, or whatever. Well, that I guess that air quote is triggered. Joe Anonymous on Facebook flapping his lips about somebody losing their jersey being unfair. Uh, no, that doesn't that, that doesn't trigger me. You're not that important. You you have no importance in my life. I hate to break it to you there, trolley. But uh, so go back to whatever toilet you popped out of, and uh, you know whatever. So, but yes, if you're gonna come on a message board and spout off, that's fine. But how about back up your... I would love it if these guys spout it off, they get called on it, and then they come back with like a reasonable... Well, this is why I said that. Well, goddamn, we got that cleared up. I don't agree with what you're saying, but holy shit, at least the guy has a, you know, something to come back on. Instead of just, okay, bro. You know, take Karen. You know, oh yeah, all right. Well, that's just the way of the world now, right? This is our, like I said, a megaphone for stupidity so we can say whatever we want and... Without any uh, consequences. So that is our society today. Celebrating idiocy. I'm not even going to get into the Golden Knights uh, uh, 
that whole stup- stupidity. Carl said there, just everybody, oh, this guy's awesome. No, he's a drunk buffoon that can't handle his alcohol and uh, is a goof with no class. And it's like, oh, you okay, Karen? You can't have fun. Uh, well, like I've always said, with Ed, like when Wayne Gretzky stood up at City Hall after the parade or when Joe Sackick won the cup in Colorado and stood on City Hall, did he drop F-bombs and get drunk and did... Did, uh, you know, did Bork and them have to hold, did, did they have to hold Ray Bork up at the podium and carry him off because he was that drunk? No. I mean, that probably happened afterwards at whatever place they went to to party and that's all cool. But when you're at a, at a civic sponsored event as a parade, then you go to City Hall and speak, uh, you're representing the team. Have a little clap. I'm not saying you can't have a couple beers, but learn to handle your alcohol. And like I said, for anybody that's like, uh, that just thinks this is cool and, oh yeah, no, they're just, they're, it's all good, man. No, well, once again, it's celebrity idiot worship and we celebrate idiocy in this society. So, I mean, why have any class? And if you say that, it's like, oh, you're a Karen. That does not have fun. I put that on so Twitter and apparently I, I'm no fun at parties and, oh, okay. I'm not saying don't go to the strip club after or go to whoever. I mean, they're all rich and have mansions. Go to whoever's pool and tear it up all night for the next three i don't care that's not what i'm talking i'm talking about when you're at a at a city event that's sponsored to celebrate the team and everyone's there have some fucking class is all i'm saying and again i have these idiots in my comment section okay man lighten up and no if i if i won a civic award and went stood and stood on the on the stairs at city hall and got drunk and and swore and everything in my at the podium i'd be fired and like my friends and family would look at who is this buffoon why are you acting like an idiot you clown like you're a fucking circus clown but no because they're pro athletes and they wear their jerseys and ah you know we want a cop oh that oh that just means it's wide open to act like oh it's you know why have any class or at all. No, I'm just going to be a friggin' goof. Little, it, It's just this frat boy idiot mentality. Like, time and a place. Time and a place. And then some, some young girl post, Oh, this always happens at these events. No it, it, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. No, I don't remember Wayne Gretzky or Mark Messier dropping F-bombs at the, at the podium. Or Mario Lemieux. I don't remember that. Maybe someone out there can clue me in. I don't remember Ray Bork winning his first cup and yelling "fucking rights" at the top of his, and then having Joe Sackett carry him off the, carry him because he was too drunk, and having the Colorado PR lady shut the, turn the microphone off. I I don't remember that, but I'm old, so and I don't remember a lot of things. So maybe someone out there can clue me in, but I don't recall this. No, it's this latest, this next generation of buffoons. It's ugh, it's it's just moronic bullshit. So anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> Let's get on to this Q&A, shall we? And now, here's a word from our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. 
All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details for state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Uh, like I said, uh, we're almost at, uh, we've got 10 minutes. I'll do a little 10 minutes. I'll try to keep my answers quick here. Um, not that I'm sure everybody's just hanging with bated breath about my answers to questions, but, um, I haven't done a Q&A for a while. I've done a couple of Q&A episodes over the years, but I mean, I think it was literally last year, maybe two years ago since I did the last one. So, um, yeah, I'll kind of throw in some of the rapid fire questions too. Why not? And spit them out. Here we go. Let's see what we got here. Um, my favorite enforcer. Uh, I mean, I know Probert's kind of the common answer. I know I have so many, but uh, tw- Probert, Twist, uh, uh, Rocky, yeah. Scott Parker, that'll be, because I, I was fortunate enough to watch Parker. He's one of the few guys, as I've said, um, before the pre-internet TV days, um, where we have basically the majority of all his career fights from junior all the way up to the NHL. Very hard back then, so... I mean, there's not a lot of, there's, I mean, there's a few twist junior fights and minor league fights, same with Dave Brown or whatever. Well, there's no Dave Brown Blades fights, I wish there was. But you know what I'm saying? Even Probert, there's like four or five of his junior fights. Um, whereas Parker, I think it's pretty much all of his junior fights, all the Hershey stuff, and then um, all the and then all his NHL stuff is all out there. So, I mean, 90, 95% of it. So, yeah, so you got to really see him develop from 17 on. Um, so, yeah, I'd say Scott Parker. Uh, for minor leagues... Oh boy! Um, oh, you got the cow old Swanee, of course. Uh, Rocky Thompson, Mel Engelstad, Steve McLaren, uh, Morasti, uh, Mayrad. I mean, again, I, Terrio. I could go on and on, but uh, if you're making me uh, Swanson or, or uh, Engelstad, I would say um, minor leaguer. I wish got a chance. Well, I mean, like Mal Bialois, Sarah they all played a few games in the NHL. I mean, that's not, you know, air quote giving a chance, but they did. They got in the record book as playing an NHL game, so I won't include. Ah, uh, somebody that didn't play an NHL game. McC- no, McLaren did play an NHL, a bunch of NHL. Yablonski uh, even played an NHL game. Um, uh, Muraski played in the preseason. It would have been cool to see him get a regular season games. Um, Dean Ewan. There you go. He played some preseason, but he never got an NHL game. And I really like Dean Ewan. I was a big fan of his. Um, you know, minor league legend. Uh, tough dude. Of course, his brother Todd obviously had a great NHL career. Um, but yeah, I will go with Dean Ewan there. Um, rematch you wish happened. Um, Brown and Probert. Uh, I mean, I know they fought and feel That was a late, their first class, man. Their first fight was nothing. Um, I really would have loved after that the Edmonton pro, the fight there with Brown and Pro. I would have loved to have seen a rematch from that. Um, dream matchup. Uh, I always I've said this a bunch of times on a different bunch of different places, but I'll say it again. Uh, Engelstad versus Morasti would be my dream fight. Um, NHL wise, I really wish Probert and Fatio had fought. I know Nick. There's video of Nick kind of calling him out, challenging him twice, and Probert. Uh, declining, uh, for whatever reason, uh, he's scared, you know, yeah, okay, um, you know, 
no, for whatever reason, probably got told not to, or was injured or whatever. But I would have liked to have seen that happen. I know, I know, Fatio was at sort of at the you know on the twilight of his career when that when those were happening. Um, but I think just for historical sake, I think that would have been cool. Um, best fight I've seen live. Um, well, it's going to obviously have to be a junior fight. Um, uh, Rocky Thompson and Belak here in Saskatoon. And that fight, I was fortunate enough to actually get the game tape from that later on. And that is on my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. Uh, Belak and Thompson ran Rocky. Check it out. It's a really good tilt. Um, best duo. I mean, again, I, the guys I've asked, you know, the Prober Coaster thing, of course. But, um, I mean, there's a few. Uh, Mackenzie Grimson, Gillies Nystrom, uh, Jonathan and O'Reilly, Twisted Chase. Um, so yeah, McSorley Semenko, there's a number of them, but, uh, I, I think you sort of have to say Probert and Coaster though, don't you? I mean, I know that's the, the, the you know, the, the boring answer, but you know, oh, somebody, obviously at the start, I said my favorite, I didn't say my most hated and hated. I'm not, you know, again, take that for the, for the, uh, for the gimmick that we're doing here, take it. I'm not saying, oh, I literally hate these people. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it, I like other people have answered, but it's probably you know honestly probably Brashear um, at the time. I mean, I've softened as the years have gone on and gotten older, but during the, the in that moment during when I was a big fan in the '90s, yeah, it would have been Brashear. I, I couldn't stand him. I was never a Lyle Oldline guy either. Um, not a big Oldline fan. Um, and well, and going back when I used to get '80s when I started getting 80s tapes or DVDs and I'd go through them and they were like assorted stuff, uh, Curran and Sheehy really bugged me too. Especially Sheehy because the announcers would always talk about this bullshit, oh, Golden Harvard Boxing Champion or whatever they used to say and it was like, oh my ass, you know. <laughs> you know. You had about as much chance as winning a boxing match as the Blue Jays do of hit with, hitting with runners in scoring position these days. Um, yeah, so... But, but I always say with Brashear, and I've said it a million times, um, as much as I am not a fan of his, I have never, uh, shit on his ability or, cause I say he's in my top 10 of all time. Uh, he's, he was awesome. And I, I mean, but believe me, it pains me to say that, but he was, um, yeah. So that's kind of the rapid fire thing. I, I'm kind of just going through my book here of questions that I've been asked over the years. Um, I'm going to try to mix them up from yesterday. Uh, just something different. Uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, well, obviously this question's older because it's just Tershawn, Roenick, McGillney, Fleury, uh, Gonchar. Do they, do you think they should be in the Hall of Fame? Well, I guess, I think Tershawn got in this year, right? Um, I haven't paid much attention to it, but I'm pretty sure somebody told me Tershawn got in. Um, y- yes to all of them. I mean, Roenick, absolutely. I, I was a big Roenick fan. Um, you know, probably the greatest video game player ever created as well. Um, I think so. Uh, McGillney, I was never a McGillney fan, but Jesus, dude scored 70 some goals. Um, was an offensive threat. The shit that he had to do at that to, to defect from Russia, what he went through, and I think what his family went through back there, I think they got a lot of threats and everything. Um, which I couldn't imagine the mental stress that that would take. So, yeah, your guy was a trailblazer, so for sure. Um, Theron Fleury, same thing, undersized. Had a great career, battled back. Of course, obviously everybody knows what the Graham James thing and everything that he went through. Um, and he's been a real advocate for that. And he's 
him and Sheldon Kennedy have done a lot of things for that, and 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 really sh- sort of shone a light on that ex- on exposing uh, Graham James and some of the predators that have been out there in hockey and some of the things that hockey needed to change or or become more aware of and that type of thing. So, in that sense, uh, yeah, tremendous. Um, Flurry these days, um, I, I I'm not a fan of his politics. I. I I, to me, I think he's a wingnut, but whatever. That's my opinion. But um, I don't think that should keep anybody out of the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, uh, to me, the Hall of Fame should be, it is about your your ability on the ice and that type of thing. And, um, yeah. And with and there's no doubting his, his, uh, his ability on the ice. So, uh, yeah. And same with Gonchar. Um, I kind of looked... Um, I did see that on social media the other day. Somebody had put up, like, Gonchar, I never, I mean, I know who he was, obviously, in playing. He was a great player. Um, until you actually see his numbers, I didn't realize he was that good, um, numbers-wise. Um, yeah, I mean, the the thing is with the Hall of Fame, and I'll, you know, I and I don't mean, I love Clark Gillies and everything else, um, but, and I said it, and I don't mean this in a, in a mean way, but the, when they put Gillies in, that really opened the door because, I mean, numbers-wise, these guys all bury Gillies stats-wise. Um, again, Gillies a great power forward, great player, great cog in those Islander teams and everything else. And I love Clark Gillies. And I'm pumped that he's in the Hall of Fame. I wasn't mad that he made it in. I, but I really question at the time with those numbers putting him in. Um, because then it's, it, you're kind of saying it's the Hall of really good. Kind of. So, um, you know, so once that happened... I, I don't think you have a real justified argument against any of these guys. So, um, but there's always going to be, you know, am I, you know, am I losing sleep over the fact that Flurry and Jr. are in the Hall of Fame? No, I don't care. I, I feel bad for them because I'm sure as a player, obviously that is the height of, you know, to be recognized by your peers. Well, it's not your peers, unfortunately, it's the writers. Um, but you know what I'm saying. That is sort of the end goal, right? As, as to be, that's, sh- you're one of the greatest players to ever play in uh, your sport. So, obviously it's a big deal to those individuals. So, um, I'm not trying to dismiss it on that end. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they get in. And, I mean, I understand you can't let everybody in. I mean, there's a ton of, there's obviously guys that are, you know, they can't, they're no longer able to be on the ballot that there could have been an argument that they could have been in it. But they're not. So, you know, life goes on. But, uh if you're asking me right to my face, should those guys be in it? Yes, they should. So, um, ah, some other questions uh, real quick here. Um, what other YouTube channels do you watch? Uh, Las Vegas Advisor, Flemlo Raps, Joseph Vincent, which is a biography channel mostly on like boxers and stuff, which I really enjoy. Um, Rich, the fight historian, again, another boxing channel along with Rummy's Corner. I really enjoy boxing. Um, I, I, and I always, I've always enjoyed anything. From a biography sense, um, oh, what's the other one? It's a historic. Well, it's a it's it's a biographies on just on. I think it's. Just, I actually I think the channel is called Biographies. There that yeah, they were really uh you know really original with that. But it's just all oh, Genghis Khan or George Washington or or uh, Hemingway and and all that. And they just have and it's like a twenty five minute biography on them. Um, so I enjoy that channel as well. Um, what part? Podcasts that I listen to, well, I mean, I listen to Joe and Alec, my friends, but um, 
Other than that, like Nylon or Spittin' Chiglets or, I know, Rose Hill or whoever has, or John Scott or Spittin' Chiglets, I don't listen to hockey podcasts. I do this so much and research so much hockey stuff, I don't really give a shit to listen to it. So, I mean, if it's someone I really want to listen to, yeah, maybe I will. Um, but most of the time, my podcast listening is on my 20 minutes into work or my 20 minutes home. Um, when I'm in the truck, I'm in and out and in and out, so, and I can be out for a few minutes and get back in. Well, now I've missed half of the talking points, so I don't really listen to podcasts in the truck unless I'm going from one end of the city to the other nonstop. I'm going around Circle Drive, and it's going to be 20 minutes or so. Well, then I'll put one on, and I'll listen to it. Um, but I'm not a real huge podcast listener, to be honest. And when I say the ones I do listen to, it's like I'm a gambling addict. It's like VEASAN or uh, Blackjack Apprenticeship or... Um, you know, dip five hundred after midnight. It's it's different, like Las Vegas podcasts or like gambling podcasts. I just like to hear gambling stories, gambling with an edge. It's not so much oh, I'm going to listen to a guy talk about counting cards and the the math that goes into it, but just more like the casino stories and listen about old time gamblers and stuff like that. Again, goes back to the bio- biography thing, right? Um, so that's sort of what I listen to. Oh, Jim Cornette's podcast, of course, I listen to him. He's a, he's an old wrestling. Uh, manager, uh, and he tells old stories and whatever. Um, I love those. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I'm sorry these are kind of really boring. I'm going through my book. I actually, these are some of the ones I didn't answer yesterday. Um, best concert I've ever been to. Uh, Kiss, the original uh, reunion, when they had all the original guys. Um, Metallica, I've seen a couple times. I saw them for the Black album, for the Injustice album. and for I've seen them three times. It had to be for Fuel, I think. Yeah. Um, they were great. Kid Rock was really good. I really enjoyed Kid Rock. My wife wanted to go to that. She got us tickets, and I was kind of, oh, God. But no, it actually was really good. Um, ah, yeah, worst, uh, uh, oh, here, well, yeah, I'll do this one. It's a little different. We'll throw it at the end here. I know it's a hockey podcast, but we'll just, a quick baseball, we'll stick here with the Hall of Fame thing. Um, should Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, A-Rod, etc. be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, regardless of steroids, you still have to hit the ball. I think people lose sight of that. Um, steroids really... Oh, he took steroids, he's good now. Yeah, there's good guys that take steroids that... No, they're not good. Um, steroids just make you work out longer. So these guys just... They were still putting in... They, the amount of work that these guys put in... Uh, steroids, like I said, just helps you recover quicker, lift more... So now you're in the gym longer and lifting more weights and everything. Um, I've always said with baseball, even without steroids, the best players would still be the best players. Um, like Barry Bonds, who is an absolute dickhead, and I can't, I was never a Bonds fan, but holy, same thing, like, Jesus, the guy saw one good pitch a game and hit it out. Like, I, from, I couldn't imagine being walked, you know, and not seeing a good pitch your first two or three at-bats. Now it's the seventh, eighth inning. You haven't basically swung at a ball all night. Three hours into the game, the guy finally gives you a fastball and you turn on it and hit it 500 feet. Like, as of I know what that was like, just not the, oh they were walking me intentionally, but I know what it'd be like to have a couple walks and then have it swung and then you know all of a sudden you get your pitch to hit. I'm fouling it straight back. No, this dude's hitting it 500 feet. So um, unbelievable. Same with McGuire. I mean, McGuire jacked 50 when he was a you know a beanpole too. So um, yeah, I mean. 
And I mean, going back to the 70s, there was guys on lots of shit. They were on drugs back then, uppers and downers and everything else. So, I mean, and they all would have their different greenies and all that stuff. So they all had their effect on how you played the game. But at the end of the day, you still have to play the game, uh, steroids or not. So, um, my now, again, if they don't let them in because they're the steroid thing, okay, well, whatever. Uh, but if you're asking me, if I was a voter, I'd be voting for them. Okay. Now, the final course, now the other one, would you put Pete Rose in? No, I wouldn't because he bet on baseball and he bet on his own team and Pete's full of shit and Pete lied and kept lying and has done a lot of bullshit away from the game. Again, that go, but that makes me hypocrite. I should take that back. Pete's a jerk off, um, off the field and, um, you know, whatever that's been documented. Uh, but again, it's what you did on the field between the lines, not your off, off field thing. Well, unless you're a murderer or something, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? So in that sense on the field, I mean, the guy, yeah, I mean, he played the way you're supposed to play hard, uh, was a hustle. Charlie hustle was his nickname. So, I mean, between the lines, the guy gave everything, no denying that, um, running Ray Fossey in a meaningless all-star game was fucking pathetic though. Um, I mean, that's like running the goalie in a rec game, to be honest. Because back then, the All-Star game didn't mean anything. Oh, other than bragging rights. But it wasn't like, oh, it was home field advantage and all that shit like they do now. Back then, it was nothing. And you ran this guy, like, okay. Like, I mean, I get that you play hard and everything else. But to me, that's asinine. Um, but great, obviously, all-time hit leader, everything else. In that sense, for sure. Problem is, is you you bet on, when you were the manager, you bet on your teams. Now, he could say, oh, I only bet on us to win. Uh, well, your track record, Pete, doesn't really show, uh, you know, your, you know, I wouldn't trust you if your tongue was notarized, as Jim McKen or as Jim Cornette would say. So, um, I don't really trust him there. Plus, for years, they tried to get him to talk about it, and he kept denying that he ever did it. And then he finally broke down and did it. But, you, so you've lied multiple times. Um, and you, and you bet on your team, and you were a manager. If you one thing, it's like, Oh, I, I was betting on Detroit and and Toronto. Well, okay, that's you're not. Yeah, it's nothing to do with you. But what when you're directing or when you're betting on a game that you're directly involved with? Yeah, you can't be doing that. And um, yeah, so for that. Now, I mean, somebody. Oh, is, is that more harsh than playing on steroids? Yeah, to me it is. Yeah, it is because steroids don't make you great as as much as people want to make make it seem like it does. It just sort of it helps, but you still got to put in the work. Um, whereas, yeah, if you're betting on sports, yeah, or betting on the games that you're in involved in, yeah, that's that's greasy as shit. And then if you but if you fessed up to it right away and did all that shit and all that, I would be less um, critical about it. But you lied for decades or for a decade about it. And, um, and then when you admitted it, you didn't really admit all of it. And then more stuff came out and it's like, wow, okay, that too. And yeah, you're just, you're just a liar about the whole thing. So, um, so for me, Pete Rose, no, but again, if some new commissioner came in and said, oh, we're putting Pete in, I'm not going to be going online and signing on some petition to get him out. So whatever, if you're just asking me as I'm sitting here, as I sit here, no, he should not be, um, other than that, I don't know, guys. Like I said, my, my throat's kind of uh, dying out. So um, I think we've had enough. It's an hour. I think everyone's had enough. 
So, again, I just wanted to get something out there. The show's so nice, I had to record it twice. Um, hopefully this worked. Um, hopefully I can come back here. I have a couple guys that I, I was going to interview, and I had to put it off because of my illness. I apologize to those guys. So I'm going to get back into that. Hopefully I can record, hopefully Tuesday with this one gentleman. And, uh, yes, I have some stuff coming. So stay tuned. Uh, for my boy Nate's out there who's recovering from some surgery, um, eat some soup, take some time, rest. You'll be back doing cartwheels and hot yoga in no time. Uh, for my boy Matt down there in the holla, um, I hope, uh, family-wise everything works out for you and, uh, you guys will bounce back as strong as ever. And I will certainly, uh, get you on the show and we will talk about that in the near future. So I hope you guys are doing well. And Searson, those are the ugliest shoes I've ever seen. Don't knock my sketchers. You know, but uh, it's an inside joke. You guys have to, you have to be on social media to, to understand. Uh, for uh, Speaking of social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as Facebook. Give me a follow. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, just want to talk, my DMs are open as the kids say. Or you can email me at hockeyfights at hotmail.com. I will get back to you as soon as I can. And, uh, yeah, love to hear from you. And whatever platform, my only request for the listeners out there, uh, whatever platform you're listening to this show on, iTunes, Spotify, whatever, if you could rate and review my show or whatever show you're listening to, I'm going to speak for all the creators, whether it be Alec or, or Joe or what have you, the, the littlest things, that, that's all we're asking for you guys, if you could rate the show, because that actually helps in the algorithms so if people listen to a podcast and then it's afterwards, it's, oh, if you like that, you might like this show. That's how you get into those um, algorithms is by your reviews and stuff. So if you guys could review, just hit the star rating, good enough. And uh, it would be greatly appreciated. And if you're on YouTube, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, 2,000 videos, check them out. Subscribe to the channel. If you watch a video, go watch the Rocky Belak fight. If you like it, hit the thumbs up. YouTube loves that shit when you're interactive and stuff. So subscribe to the channel. Like the videos, and uh, we'll be happier than a box of fluffy ducks. So, all right, I'm gonna go take some more uh, night quill and uh, go eat some supper. I hope this recorded because if it didn't, I'm gonna lose my shit. So, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. As I always say, I know there's a million podcasts out there. The fact that you chose and took time out of your day to listen to mine, I greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll try to do better next time for you. All right, guys, talk to you later. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 